This is Spin Control, a Fibercraft podcast by a joyful girl. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Spin Control, episode 94, Spring Clean Redefine. This, of course, is your host, Shiloh. In this episode, I've got some knitting, a little bit of spinning, a tale about how I managed to redefine spring cleaning, and mm, probably most importantly, what has been running my life is what I've got for you in updates. So we should probably get right to that. So in updates, I am still unemployed. Things were slogging along pretty slowly last time, but then they kind of switched into high gear and we moved. So we closed on our house creeping up on two weeks ago and we got all of our stuff delivered and we have been living in our own house for about a week and a half. It's been pretty awesome. So two weeks ago on a Tuesday, we had all of our stuff delivered to the new house after we, oh, no, 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 two weeks ago on a Tuesday, we closed on our house. The following day, I had all of my stuff delivered that was in storage, which was like my entire household, you know, um, minus what we could fit in our cars to move out here. And between Wednesday and Saturday, I spent my time like every day, probably 10 hours a day, working on getting the kitchen as close to ready as I could, the bedrooms for sure ready for occupancy, and the bathrooms so that me, itty bitty, and the boy would all have a, pay, a place to sleep come Saturday night. So that was my goal. I wanted to be sleeping in our own house by Saturday. The boy worked, he didn't work Monday and Tuesday, but he worked the rest of the week, so he wasn't available to help me. And I didn't want to like mess with his work schedule by trying to get us into the house any sooner than that weekend. So that worked out pretty well and it's coming along. Um, my brother decided that he wanted to come over and have his family over at my house for dinner this past Sunday. And we managed to get like the living room, the kitchen, guest bathrooms, and all of that stuff prepped and ready to receive company. It was pretty nice. Like it's not perfect, Um, Like in the corner of my dining room, there's probably five boxes stacked on top of each other that I haven't really cracked open yet. Kind of know what's in them, but I don't really know what I'm going to do with what's in there. So we're still working on that. But I think, you know, maybe by the end of this month, we'll totally be 100% moved in and ready to go. So in addition to having a whole new house, I also have a whole new craft room. Yay, I have a craft room. Like with a door and everything. I have a door. It actually is two doors and a window. Like a window leading outside of the house and a door that I can close to hide the madness from everyone or, you know, to seek privacy when that is necessary. Is that cool or what? And surprisingly enough, the boy is doing everything he can to protect the sanctity of the craft room. So attached to the craft room is actually a relatively large this is it's in, located in the basement. They re- refinished it. It was a bedroom with a walk-in closet. So that walk-in closet 
is attached and it's kind of got a pass through to this unfinished section of the basement. So I'm like, you know what? Why don't we use that closet for kind of those spillover things like winter coats? We could put them down there when it's not winter. We can pack up our, you know, off season clothes to save us room in our bedrooms and, you know, store that extra material down there in that closet. And he really, really, really wanted to keep that for me to make sure I had all the room I could possibly want for my craft stuff. So I can like store all my fleeces in that closet and they won't take up any floor space in the craft room. In total, I think I have about 300 square feet, which is not huge, but compared to what I had before, which I think was about 120 square feet, it's pretty awesome. Now, because I am a loving and giving person, <laughs> I have done like nothing in there. So that room is all full of boxes and shelves and tables and all that kind of stuff that are absolutely 100% not in their right place. So when we moved in, they had, it's got a concrete floor, but they had like this old piece of carpet in there that like a makeshift to cover up the concrete because someone was actually using it as a bedroom. And unfortunately, the person that was using it as a bedroom also owned two unruly cats. And she tried to shampoo that slab of carpet with vinegar and water to cover up the cat smell. And I don't know why she didn't just throw it away when I asked her to just throw it away. I need to do everything I can to get rid of all the lingering smells before I start cracking open my fibers because I absolutely 100% do not want any of that stuff to absorb any of that smell. In the next week or so, I will be bleaching, like mopping the floors with bleach and trying to do everything I can to make sure that smell is completely gone before I start cracking open boxes. So that's cool, but I'm excited and I will keep you posted on the progress of the craft room as that happens. And it looks like that's about all I've got in updates. So I guess it's time to get this podcast started. And now it is on to spin a tail. So in this episode, I am going to tell you how I managed to redefine spring cleaning this year. Imagine that your spring clean entailed taking every single piece of clothing that you own out of your drawers and out of your closets and taking them down to the laundry room to wash and refresh everything. In addition to that, take all of the linens and all of the towels and all of those things out of the closets and bathrooms and bedrooms and put them in the laundry room so that they could be washed and refreshed for spring. Oh, and then go into your kitchen, completely empty all of your cupboards and all of your drawers, all of them, and wash every single article that is in or on your cabinets that you own in your kitchen and sort through it all and decide what stays and what goes. What is beyond repair and rescue and, you know, your favorite items that you're going to keep. But wash them all before you put them away. Yes, that is what I have pretty much been doing for the last two weeks. Um, everything I own has all been wiped down, washed, uh, put away, sorted through because it all came out of boxes. I know that was kind of put me an advantage to a spring clean of this extent. 
it's unbelievable. Like all the stuff, like, why do I still have this knife? It's got rust on it, like a grill knife. My husband's got a grill, had a grill knife, had a grill knife and a grill spatula that both had rust on them. I'm like, nope, we are never going to use these for food preparation because they are dead. They have been in storage for six months. So maybe they rusted while they were in storage, but they certainly weren't going back in my drawers. Okay. And this I think was the worst part every year. Like if you, if you've listened to my podcast in the past, you know that I spring clean. Like it's kind of a regular thing. Like, Hey, it's spring cleaning time. This is what I'm doing. And during spring clean, like I always talk about something I did in the craft room that was part of it, like reorganizing or, you know, ordering all my books or, you know, washing all my fabric and refolding it, that kind of thing. But this year I did something that I have apparently never, ever, ever done. If you've done this, you are going to say to me, duh, how did you never think of that before? If you have never done this, you are going to be angry at me for mentioning it because you're going to want to go in your kitchen and you're going to want to do it too. All right. So because I was wiping all of the dust and paper particles and all, you know, box, you know, cardboard box dust and all of that stuff off of my appliances, like my small appliances, toasters, toaster oven, blender, mixer, all of those things that I keep in the cabinets or keep on the, on the countertops because I was already wiping them all down. I did something that I have never done before. I actually turned over, I know, right? Turned over my mixer and saw that in its life, I have never wiped off those little rubber uh, pads on the bottom of that appliance that you slide across the countertops all the time. They were gross. I know I feel like a horrible, horrible, you know, homemaker that I had never thought of that before. But I mentioned it at knit group this past weekend and nobody there had done it either. Like I've wiped off the tops of those a thousand times. You know what I mean? You do that like, Hey, it's the first Saturday of the month. I'm going to deep clean my kitchen. You move everything, you clean the counter, get all the crumbs out from behind everything or whatever, wipe down all your appliances. I do that like often, but I had never once in the life of any of those pieces of equipment flip them over to see what that little rubber stopper on the bottom, you know, those little feet. Oh, it was, it was gross. I'm really sorry. If you have never, ever wiped them off, you should probably go check and see if you need to wipe them off because it's gross. And if you have, that's okay. You can just consider me blonde. I don't know why I never thought of it before. Like I have lived on my own for more than 20 years and never flipped over an appliance. I think probably the toaster has gotten like the most thorough cleaning because you get all those crumbs in there and you got to turn it over and shake it. But I've never, my KitchenAid mixer, never wiped off the feet. Nothing. Our blender never wiped off the feet. But I took care of all of that. And this has got to be the most intensive spring cleaning that we have ever experienced. It's kind of awesome in a way. It's kind of the suck in another way because my back is killing me but I think we'll be better off for it. And that my friends is how I managed to redefine spring cleaning this year. Okay. Let's turn our attention to spinning my wheels because of everything else that I've had going on. My wheels have not exactly been spinning very much. I can say without a doubt that since I last recorded, I have managed to knit 
10 rows on the socks that I am working on. So I picked up stitches around the heel flap. You're not going to believe this. It just occurred to me that I didn't actually turn the heel on the socks. Does that make sense? I didn't actually do the short rows at the back of the heel on those socks when I picked up the stitches in the gusset and along the heel. Wow. That explains why they look so funny. <sighs> well, I am glad you were here to share that moment with me. So it looks like I'm going to be ripping back. Oh my goodness. I have to rip back all those picked up stitches and the decreases and the patterning on the top of the foot on a pair. Thankfully, I only did that on one sock. I haven't actually gotten to the other sock yet. I may have picked up the stitches, but that is so easy to correct compared to what I did with the sock I've been working on the gusset for. Oh, I'm totally not even going to edit this out because, whoo, that is the kind of week it has been. Okay, so I wasted time knitting 10 rows on a pair of socks because I forgot to turn the heel and just picked up the stitches at the end of the flap. Wow, okay, fun. Forgot the short rows, got to go back and do that. So I'll let you know how that goes next time. <laughs> oh, Lord, that's hilarious. I mean, I'm not even faking this. It just snapped into my head that I had forgotten to do that. And it's like one of my favorite parts, too. Like creating that whole heel. Oh, Lord. Okay, so that's all I've done in knitting. In spinning, I didn't do a whole lot. Because before we closed on the house, I had plied the yarn. I did a Navajo ply on... I had like two bobbins full of alpaca that I had spun from the bump and I just plied it back on itself as a, a chain ply. Sorry about that. Wrong words. And all I managed to do with that was to skein it and set it and show it off at knit group. So that's not a whole ton. I did just now start working on the second bump of fiber that I got from my mom. Um, and I'm really, what I think I'm going to do with these is I'm going to do the same treatment I'm spinning them both on the S45, that tiny little travel wheel from Louette. I'll tell you about that later. But I think all I'm going to end up doing with this is just, I'll chain ply this one once I finish the bobbins, probably two bobbins. And then I think I'll find like a shawlette or something and then alternate between the two bumps because their colors are slightly different. And I have a feeling that their weights are going to be different because I'm just kind of, you know doing a very simple thoughtless draw and pulling as much fiber it feels like coming out. So they're not like super even, but it's more about the relaxation and, you know, being able to create something. So like there's, I'm not aiming to achieve a specific kind of yarn with this. I'm just spinning it and it makes me happy. And I think my mom will appreciate the fact that I spun this alpaca that she got me. It was like the fiber that I had on the wheel when I packed up the wheel in my car and brought it with me. So that's what we're doing. And I'm enjoying it. It's fun. It's nice and relaxing. And I will keep you posted on how that goes and what I decide to knit with it. All right. So the next big project that I'm going to take up is a reboot on my biggest project. So when I lived in Maryland, the biggest project was the craft room. Because I couldn't seem to get it organized or get it functioning or flowing correctly or have the space. I needed to do what I wanted to do in there. And I kept like 
trying to reorganize it and get it in shape. And like the, sh the space was co like co-shared with our shredder and a file box, like our file cabinet. So all this other crap always ended up in my craft room. And because I have a door and because we have a little office that I don't think that's going to happen this time. So I will over the next probably hopefully month be working on that biggest project, trying to get the craft room in order so that I can do all these things that I love, knit and spin with ease, plot my future, do all sorts of stuff in there and hopefully love it. And I will keep you posted on the biggest project as it unfolds. And that's all I got going on and spinning my wheels. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it looks like it is time to spin off this episode of Spin Control. I do not have a whole ton to talk about just because I've been so wrapped up in everything that's going on with the house. And hopefully my adventures lead me someplace amazing and fun and wonderful over the next couple of weeks. So I have a little bit more to report the next generation. Thank you all for tuning in again to this episode. My listenership is way down because I had that server crash and I doubt that my friends from the interwebs can find me. So if you want to pass on the fact that I am recording again on the regular, I'd greatly appreciate it. So then I can share this little part of my life with a few more people and people that, you know, I loved to used to love to hear from because they were regular listeners and participants and stuff like that. Spread the word that I'm back and doing this. As always, you can get the details about this episode and all the past episodes at spincontrolpodcast.com. You can email me at ajoyfulgirlknits at gmail.com. Catch me on Ravelry as a Joyful Girl or follow me on Twitter as a Joyful Girl Made. And don't forget, I'm on Instagram as Forever Handmade. Thanks again, guys. I will talk to you soon. And the song leading us out this week is Sunshine by Jonathan Edwards. Thanks. Sunshine, go away today. I don't feel much like dancing. Some man's gone, he's tried to run my life. He don't know what he's asking. When he tells me I better get in line, I can't hear what he's saying. When I grow up, I'm gonna make it mine. These ain't dues I've been paying. Well, how much does it cost? I'll buy it. The time is all we've lost. I'll try it. And he can't even run his own life. I'll be damned if he run mine. Sunshine, sunshine, go away today. I don't feel much like dancing. Some man's gone, he's tried to run my life. You don't know what he's asking. Working starts to make me wonder where the fruits of what I do are going. Says in love and war all is fair But he's got cards he ain't showing How much does it cost? I'll buy it The time is all we've lost I'll 
Turn up. 